and rebuked him. Have you no fear of God at all? He said, you got the same sentence as he did, but in our case, we deserved it. We are paying for what we did, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied to him, Amen, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about the sixth hour, and with the sun eclipsed, a darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. The veil of the temple was torn right down the middle, and when Jesus had cried out in a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. With these words, he breathed his last. The Gospel of the Lord. This is only the second time since I've been ordained a priest that I've celebrated a Mass for a deceased Pope. First one was, of course, John Paul II. And it was soon after that that I was attending a priest gathering, I believe in Bloomington, and we were all in the basement of their parish hall, and we had taken a break because the word had come that they were about ready to announce who the new pope was. So they brought down a TV, not high def by any stretch, and through this grainy picture we saw, all of a sudden they introduced Pope Benedict XVI, Joseph Ratzinger. Since that time, Pope Benedict served, served faithfully as, as our pope and as our leader. And it's interesting, as I got to know him through his writings, I, I understood that this was a different man than John Paul II, who was very charismatic, very much a people person. Pope Benedict was an incredible intellect, but so was John Paul II. But the difference, I think, was, was all of those years that that he served as an instructor and as a professor in different colleges throughout Germany. He was truly a teacher. When, they re when, he, released his first, when he released his first encyclical, I, I discovered I was able to read through it the first time and understand it where in John Paul II's case, it typically took me two, three, or four times, and typically with a lot of headaches involved as well. But Benedict was very clear about what he taught, and as a teacher, he taught it well. From his encyclical, he wrote, being Christian is not the result of an ethical choice or a lofty idea, but the encounter with an event, a person, which gives life a new horizon 
and a decisive direction. And on Christmas Day in 2010, as he was about, as he was preparing to give his blessing to the world, God is not distant, he is Emmanuel, God with us. He is no stranger, he has a face, the face of Jesus. It soon became evident that this towering intellect was moved by that relationship with Jesus. And more than anything, he wanted all people to experience the joy it is to be in relationship with our Savior. Because when we are, he wrote, May no adversity paralyze you. Be afraid neither of the world, nor of the future, nor of your weakness. The Lord has allowed you to live in this moment of history, so that, by your faith, his name will continue to resound throughout the world. He spoke those words in Madrid 2011 at a prayer vigil before the, the 26th World Youth Day that was being held in Madrid. But those words resound as clear today as they did back then. Sure, the challenges of our world change. Sure, the characters on the world stage change. But ultimately, what does not change is that relationship with our Lord and Savior. But he also reminds us all. The cross reminds us that there is no true love without suffering. There is no gift of life without pain. He truly believed in the redemptive suffering of Jesus. And as his disciples, we as well have to embrace the cross each and every day of our life. How it is we know that we love our Lord if we have never suffered. Because after all, the gift of life that he gave us came through his pain on Calvary and his death on that same hill. But when he journeyed to Mexico and Cuba, he had these words to say, if we allow the love of Christ to change our heart, then we can change the world. This is the secret of authentic happiness. My dear friends, we have gathered here this evening because we are grateful for the gift that was Pope Benedict as leader of our church, the gift of his intellect, his teaching, but most especially the love of God. We pray that we will be, that we may imitate that love so as to join him one day for all eternity in heaven.